Long past the hour for quitting labour, amid the smoke-filled haze of the south gate, the after-lodge crew continues to linger in the rubbish of the temple, under the watchful eyes of right-worshipful Grand Censor Bob. Not recognised nor endorsed by any grand or subordinate lodge of regular masons, irregular masons, co-masons, Canadian masons, or internet wannabe masons, they banter on as always. Puffing cigars, drinking stale coffee, making terrible jokes, studying agency law, spreading the intemperance and excesses of digital masonry, and generally disappointing all seven of their podcast subscribers. Do yourself a favor and stop listening now. Only trolls and masochists dare to eavesdrop upon this after-lodge banter. Welcome to episode 157 of the After Lodge podcast, brought to you from the snowy foothills of wherever in the world, Pennsylvania, uh, the Tony happens to be. Uh, we're joined this evening because we have no producership uh, by Landscaper Josh. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, the FCC is not too happy about us continually bringing him on here, but we got to do something. That's more of a video issue than anything. Yes. Uh, We also, of course, have worshipful producer Bruce. Gentlemen, good evening. And Tony, with his big Tony glasses. Are you on on the snooze thing? Net? Snooze net? Yes. Tony, I'm I'm always on IRC. I may not always actually be at my computer, but my computer's always on IRC. Did you ever like that? Uh, I don't. Well, I don't use the I don't use the website thing. Like I actually have an IRC client, so it just sits in my system tray and yells at me when someone calls for me. Okay, is that like your Facebook? I mean, because like if you leave it on and then every now and then you go check it, do you go like way back and start checking stuff on it, and, like read and keep up with people? Uh, sometimes it depends on how much stuff there was. Like some days I'll come home from work and there's just thousands and thousands of lines of chatter, <laughs> and I don't. I might scroll through to see if anything jumps out. Mostly, okay. if you're using a client, when somebody says your says your nickname, it will like highlight it. So I'll scroll back through to see if anything's highlighted. Okay. So if somebody was trying to get my attention and I had just missed them. So 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 um, actually this is boosting your ego then. You're wanting to go through. Let me see if anybody mentioned me. Yeah. It's like an ego thing. Uh, no, I have Facebook for that. IRC is much more about destroying your ego than it is for building it. Okay. 
Facebook uh, is sometimes normal. it's good to have three or four accounts on IRC with different names and hosts so that when you're gone and people make fun of you, you can still see them. Facebook is no longer about meeting with friends and keeping up. To me, it's all political now, so I'm looking for another social outlet because it's, it's, it's all about politics. And so I was thinking about doing the IRC thing. But I don't. What is an IRC? Hey, I, I just log on. Like, I'm not, I, actually, I feel like that will not get you what you're looking for, Tony. Well, I, I think it is because everyone he's going to meet on IRC in like a social setting are going to be guys his age. <laughs> you see, the joke there, Tony, is because IRC was big in like the early 90s. Oh. Tony, and... have you tried MySpace? <laughs> MySpace. <laughs> yeah. I bet if you join MySpace right now, you'd have one friend right away. I'm going to have to delete my Facebook account because especially brothers that are getting on there and, and they're like posting pictures of like chambers of reflection and, you know, the inside mm. of the lodge and stuff. I don't know. Oh, I don't yes. think any of us would do that, but surely <clears throat> not. No, no, surely not. One of us would take a picture during open lodge. Oh, well, actually, not. hold on. Let's let's be fair. That wasn't Josh. No, you're right. Okay. <laughs> the picture Cody's referring to was Josh, but that wasn't during open launch. It was a picture of Josh? No, Josh took the picture. Josh Josh knows better than that. Matter of fact, I, Josh probably would have shut him down if he hadn't quit. Yeah. yeah. No, nobody was using the chamber. It was just, I don't know. I'm just giving That's, him hell because I have to. Well, you know I love you. and I, I made sure I didn't post the uh, the full picture of it. Yeah, part of that's important. So, yeah, you didn't have the part where um, Stephen was standing half naked in the corner, so that's good. No, 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 not at all. Um, if, for those of you watching the live stream, you might notice that I am like towering over my camera, um, and you're looking up my nose hairs. Uh, I have a a son on the way, as I think we've talked about at length. And part of that deal is he's going to be taking over what is now my office. So I had to replace my PC with something more mobile. Um, so I got rid of the old ThinkPad that I love so much, and I bought a Dell XPS 15. And if you've ever seen one of the new XPS models from Dell, they thought it was a good idea to put the web camera at the bottom of the monitor instead of at the top. Uh, so I have raised this laptop up as high as I can get it, and I am basically sitting on the floor so that you're actually looking at me and not just my chest. Um, but it's not because I'm Tony and I'm just a big dude using a little iPhone. But <laughs> I'd, I'd throw that out there. I'm just happy to see that uh, your son, who is not yet even in this world, is already taking over everything yes. that is yours. Yes. No, there's another man moving into town. That's, that's how that's going to go. Um, I would have tried to room him with my daughter for a little while, but the thought of her being so sleep sensitive and him being an infant, it just seemed like a bad plan. So, uh, eventually I'm going to build a garage and I'll just put my man cave out there. But until then, my man cave's going in a storage unit. <clears throat> so if we record a show in the future and I'm like in this strange metal looking room with like one light bulb and all of my... And echoes is, is hanging on. Yeah, it's probably because I'm broadcasting from a storage unit. That's that's how this is going to go. Despite what it looks like, that is not our chamber of reflection. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it could be. That would be awesome if we put put new candidates like in the back of a car 
and drove them over to the storage complex. I'd be okay. And it is completely yeah. unrelated to the people with hoods being let into it. Yep. Exactly. Um, although in this part of town, I, I don't know. Nah, that might just draw undue attention. Um, speaking of this part of town, Tony, where are you? I'm in Pennsylvania. Well, yeah, we know that. We're all in Pennsylvania. But what part of Pennsylvania? I took about a, I guess, a 45-minute drive, and I'm, uh, I'm down, uh, I'm west of where I know we normally are. I am in Bedford, Pennsylvania tonight. And that's actually, matter of fact, the office that I am working at this week is exactly next door to the Bedford, Pennsylvania Masonic Lodge. Okay. When you pull up into the, uh, I was all excited because when I pulled into the uh, re, uh, to the location <laughs> that that I work that I was going to be spending the week at doing training. When I pulled in, I look over and I'm like, "Oh man, this is cool! It's right next door to the to the Bedford Masonic Lodge. I'm going to get to go to go to this lodge this week." They meet on the second and fourth Thursdays. <laughs> Ah, <laughs> and I'm like, really? Wait, so, this is the fourth Thursday coming up tomorrow, isn't it? Yeah, tomorrow's the second. Tomorrow's the second Thursday. Second Thursday. They meet tomorrow. Maybe, kind of. maybe they meet on the first and third. I remember looking at. Oh. I don't know where I'm at. What day, what day it is? But, <laughs> um, I remember looking, and it was not the week that I'm going to be here. Number one and number two. When I get done tomorrow, about three or four o'clock, my little honey's heading back west, back to regular Pennsylvania. Assuming you're not buried under. Snow. Oh, yeah, it's a winter weather watch or something. And so, no, I, we will dig out. I will call the Bedford, Pennsylvania Masonic Lodge, and I'll say, hey, you guys need to help me dig out so I can get home. That's what brothers are for, right? <laughs> yeah, until they find out who you are. Uh, I don't know. I can't imagine that we're very popular in many parts of our good state of Pennsylvania. I was going to say, just hope they don't listen to the podcast. Yeah. I'm not even sure. Do we need to mark their name out that I'm actually using their name? Because I really am next door. Well, to yeah, them. but they don't have anything to do with us or okay. the show, so no. I mean. they w- If I had went there, I was going to give them a pin and everything. I stole some pins from Lodge. Bruce, but I, we're going to get. But there's, nobody there, but there's nobody there to convict me about it either. Uh, well, we, we need to get after Lodge pins made, but. Um, I that think they still sweet. cost five hundred dollars. So that's not sweet. Uh, I don't actually know. We got our lodge pins done, and they were like five hundred dollars. But most of that was like the uh, the typesetting cost, and then the pins were actually pretty cheap. So I, I just figured it was because we ordered seven million of them. No, I think it's like a couple hundred dollars or so to actually get like the typeset done. The design and the the printing mechanism, however it is, they do that. Yeah. And then after that, once they have it, it's super cheap to actually make the pens. So I w- I, w- I didn't get to be at Lodge last week. How did uh did Lodge didn't. go okay? It, it went swimmingly, except uh, as my wife remarked, when I walked in the door at like twelve fifteen a.m. and then she immediately pops up and is like, "What's wrong? What happened?" Thinking that, like, I guess something bad happened at Lodge and I just went home. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's because there was there was nobody there. Like, it, it was like midnight and then Jeff was the last guy and I had to go. So I looked around and then I said, oh. And then we I started locking doors. And 
That's why you texted me at like eleven thirty, wanting to know if Marshall's thing was over. Yeah, yet. I was gonna go hang out with uh, hang out with you guys because I I wasn't ready to call it a night yet. Uh, lodge nights never end before. I think like one a.m. is an early lodge night, and so I just went home and I watched some space junk on the Science Channel, and mm. yeah. Oh, dude, they are so close, so close. Uh, they just got three round timbers out of the money pit on Oak Island. They are <laughs> they are so close. Uh, I think in the next two or three episodes, we're gonna see that see see some some evidence of that gold down there. Tony, there, there's no gold there. How do you know? You're there's not no there. Gold. How do you know? Why would they do a TV show about it if there's no gold? So. The other thing is when you watch the show, you know they're not going to find anything because if they did find something, you would be reading about it in the news long before the show aired 12 weeks later. No, they'll keep it They'll keep it under wraps if they find anything, I think. Yeah, okay. Or maybe Everybody, they already have found something and they're scared because they probably found you know some, some national remains. artifact and, and then – that nation will want it back. Like the church will want something back or they find the Ark of the Covenant. And so Israel's like, Hey, give that back. In the, in the episode I just watched the two things they found, well, three things they found the round timbers that, that they had like another level. They also have this stone and they had these cryptographers looking at it that do like codes and stuff. And they determined that it probably French, a French code, which means it's from French. Think about it. Where did the Templars get chased out of? Huh? Everywhere in huh? Europe. Huh? Huh? France? Huh? Huh? In Germany. France? Uh huh. In England, in Wales, so, so Ireland, they got the Scotland. They got the tablet. Well, not Scotland. And there's this dude that owns this like Malong Island that's across from Oak Island, and he thinks they're connected, and he's offering to help them if they'll give him fifteen percent of the gold when they find it. Why would he right. do that if he didn't think there was gold there? So, so Tony, Tony, clearly traveling is is becoming too much for you. Um, we have to get you out to lodge more while you're while you're on the road. Yeah. Oh, this is sorry. a product of you sitting in your hotel room. Watching Oak, Oak Island is the only thing worth watching. Uh, there's nothing else to do. I've been there. Uh, I used to travel a lot more frequently. I, I know what you're going through. And I recognize the symptoms, and I'm trying to help. We we got to get you to lodge. Hey, I'm not lying right now. I had to leave out on Sunday to get here this week, dude. I am losing it. I'm like, <laughs> what the hell was that? That just happened. I just hit my head on the microphone because I'm sitting on the floor. <laughs> oh jeez. Me and I mean, me and Josh were gonna play it off and just keep going. Not Tony. He had to stop what he was saying and call it out. No, it's, uh, it's pretty ridiculous. I'm uh, going to have to lean forward and squint because this, like, 4K monitor, everything's tiny. So, Bruce, did everything go at Lodge okay for you? I mean, last week, everything good? I got to tell you, Tony, I was so excited going into Saturday night because that was going to be the first degree I have ever been at at our Lodge that I didn't have to do something. Okay. And it's good against, to be master, isn't it? Against all probability, that is actually how it happened. I got to sit on the side and watch it. It was fantastic. Wow. Uh, no, the the work went off uh, went off really well. They they did a did a swell job with it. 
Okay. Um, Indeed, they did. Okay. But everybody was tired of Lodge like before I got there because they showed up at like 2 p.m. or something and were practicing. So, um, got another question. Since I wasn't at Lodge last week, did, uh, and I'm not sure, did y'all do a show last week? Why? Don't, let's not bring up what happened with the show on the air. There was a show published last week and the week before. Was it really? That's, that's all you need to know. I didn't see it. <laughs> I didn't say when it was recorded. I said when it was published. Oh, okay. Well, because see, I haven't gotten with you since the Saturday before last, and that was why I was bringing that up. Um, yeah, yeah. So. That's uh, I don't know, the buddy. I've been thing in the same place I've always been. There was a been. show published last week and a show published the week before. Correct. The important, important. thing was what happened the week before last week. Uh, what are you talking about? When we had the world famous annual championship chili cook-off oh so i was trying to get the most worshipful past grand has been um on the show because i don't know if you heard that was a thing that happened at lodge saturday that i found out that you didn't know about oh yes so uh ray and stanley and company they all went to go visit uh the most worshipful past grand has been's lodge which meets the same night that ours does um but like far away so they went out to that lodge, and they came back after lodge, and they were they came back to get some cake and whatnot. Apparently, while they were there, um, the district deputy grandmaster was visiting that lodge too. And the most worshipful past grand has been, who is also the secretary of his lodge, uh, stood up as part of the business and alerted the district deputy grandmaster that Tony, uh, and he identified you by your full name, From is the a scoundrel lodge. and a cheater. And it was unmasonic, and he told this whole story about ballot stuffing at the chili cook-off, and that he wants to prefer official charges. Uh, so, yeah, that's he made a big hoopla about it for conduct unbecoming a mason. Oh, that's what it was. Which yes. we, we we were all in agreement with. <laughs> that's a lie. It's fake news. Um, and you know what? I won. He just needs to get over it. It's okay. not all. It's not fake news. It's just alternative facts. It's right, not a lie. We have the votes. We have the votes. I won. You know, somebody else may have got more votes, but I was the general consensus winner. So I'm the one that got the trophy. Tony, you got more votes than what there were it? attendees what? at the chili cook-off. Yeah, that's a thing. We 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 did a recount. There were how did that happen? Than people there. People were allowed to people were allowed to vote for more than one chili. Oh, okay. That still doesn't yes. help. <laughs> but they weren't allowed to vote for the same chili twice. I think you neglected to mention that part. I don't think those rules were ever posted. And then I had Ray's parents giving me the sob story about telling me how much they love my chili, but I knew what they were trying to do was make me feel better because they didn't <laughs> vote for it. Hey, no, no, no. The biggest news. Okay, yeah, I won the chili cook-off. Rah, rah, rah. I'm the only two-time winner. You know, okay. He won with more you, votes but... than there were attendees. You're yes, the only I did. Two-time cheater. Go ahead. But, but the real news at that chili cook-off was the fact that this year, Harlan Chili got votes. We got a lot. So, so, oh no, no. See, so it wasn't. He, it wasn't my so chili. So he keeps that trend my... up. In about nine or ten more years, you're going to be toward the top if you keep was, that trend. It was my daughter's chili. Uh, I was inspired during the uh, last episode we did before the chili cook-off. 
when you were talking about your grandmaster plan to have our favorite brother who runs a grocery store and buy his chili and like guilt everybody, it inspired yeah. me. So Saturday morning, I woke up really early and I got Jacqueline and we started the pot going and I had her help me make the chili. So she poured all the things in and stirred it and so on. And then we went to the chili cook-off so she could tell everybody, that's my chili. Do you like it? Do you like it? I made chili for you. <laughs> and I guess and I guess that wasn't cheating as you held your daughter right beside behind your chili pot and everybody yep. coming by getting samples. She was saying, that's my chili. Do you no, like it, it? it absolutely like was. It? That was a Tony tactic. He's yes, just I not as good at using them as you are. Because I thought, hmm, what's the only thing that could overpower Tony's goodwill ploy with our good brother who runs the grocery store? Oh, and when that's I, a year old girl. When I seen that tactic being used, that's when I knew that there had, we had to go into the voter fraud section. And well, I just figured up. that's because you were a Democrat, so exactly. that's just your natural so inclination. Tony, if only... Go ahead. I pre-filled ballots for everybody and then handed them out and said, you're allowed to vote again if you'd like. <laughs> and so they, they dumped them in. And, I, and then I gave them all a pen to use, which was actually invisible ink. So it wrote, they seen them write their number, and then it disappeared when they put it in. And the only thing on the back was my number, Chili. So, uh, kind of brilliant. I can't, uh, I can't really fault them. that's not ingenious, then so... But just Tony, just consider that if only two of the votes you had cheated into the results had gone to Harlan, he would have won. Think about that. No way. Did he have that many votes? Mm -hmm. Yes. People love my chili. Uh, for those of you listening, I'll give away my my super secret recipe. If you want to make a good chili, it was made with love. Yes. No, you gotta start with some some flour and oil, and you you make a roux, get it real nice and brown, and then you add a couple bottles of beer. We use Guinness, and then all of your spices and tomatoes and seasoning, uh, chili peppers, all of that. Dump that over chicken so in a crock had, pot and let it go for a long time. So you had alcohol in the lodge building? All the alcohol cooked off of my chili. Now, the chili I'm not certain about is the most worshipable past grand has-beens chili. That um, had something in it. And that chili was fantastic. It was worse than alcohol. Yes. It, it, was, it hurt. It hurt Did so you, bad, and I couldn't stop eating it. I know you had to eat more. It was really good. That was really it good. It was chili. good. He He's deserved the win. That I, secret I can't tell my daughter is uh, I voted for his chili. <laughs> Holy cow, that was good chili. But it was it hot. Was. Did you see what he put on Facebook the next day? Oh, yeah. <laughs> good chili. Some of I woke up in the morning and passed a little gas, set the bed sheets on fire, and then made some fun. Yeah, made some more. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was good chili. It was, uh, I mean, I had the good brow sweat going on while I was eating it. Um, and then we had, uh, a visitor from the Prince Hall Grand Lodge who stopped in. Oh uh, yeah. And he hung out with us for hours, hours after the cook-off was over. Uh, that was, that was good fun. Uh, the cook-off was over at like what? Five o'clock or something. Yeah. I left I at left about eight thirty nine o'clock cause I needed to get on home and you guys were still sitting there talking with him. So I don't know how long y'all stayed. Yeah, it was a while. Um, he's a cool guy. Hopefully, we'll see him again. I'm trying to get him on the show. He is—he's uh, actually the grand historian for the Prince Hall Grand Lodge, um, and I think he would have some cool things to offer. Because uh, I feel like I'm one of the more well-versed folks in our lodge about Prince Hall masonry, and I know nothing. 
So this guy, this guy is, he's on it. Uh, he can tell you the lineage of every Prince Hall Lodge in the state, which lodge reached out to charter them, how they got here from other parts of outside Pennsylvania. Um, Once it's a I think he would be a great guest to have on. Yeah. We're working on him. Uh, he's a little leery uh, for some other reasons not related to our show. If you were a true, uh, real good and good standing Mason, wouldn't you be a little leery? Mm -hmm. Um, <laughs> yes, very much so. You know, we could set back masonry fifty years if that show didn't go right. <laughs> well, <laughs> I wasn't even going there. Really? You know what? This whole recognition thing—that's just forget it. <laughs> Thank, thanks for letting us know that you should not be on that episode, Tony. <laughs> uh, hey, hey! Speaking of should not be on that episode. Uh, what's the most worshipful grand chair sitter doing there? He hasn't said two words since he's been on the show. Who? The most grand worshipful chair sitter. Me? What does yeah, that mean? You. We all sit in chairs. We have, yeah. What the hell? What do you want? <laughs> I think he's. I think he's confusing uh, Josh. That that was his main role when he was in your position. Like that was all he did was sit in a chair and like nothing else. So that's what he thinks you do. I think maybe that's where the confusion is. Exactly. I, I'm not calling him what his what that what 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 the bogus title y'all bestowed on him is. To me, he'll always be the the beloved chaplain, the true chaplain, the, the best he's not, chaplain. He's not my chaplain. No, <laughs> pound sign. Oh, come not on, my chaplain. Pound sign. You said it right before the show, Tony. Damn it. Pound sign, not my chaplain. Hashtag. You want me to pray for you? I didn't vote for him. He doesn't represent oh. me. He's not my chaplain. You want me to pray for you? I, I believe no, actually I'm gonna... you did vote for him. Actually, that's the he's using your tactics. He, he comes to lodge. Like, Y'all need to pray for Brother Tony. He's living <laughs> in sin. <laughs> At our next at our next lodge meeting, I'm going to make up a pro protest sign, and I'm going to stand outside a lodge <laughs> and have that hashtag not my chaplain. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to give me one of them hats. <laughs> Wait, the the vagina hats? Yeah. Oh, oh yes. Masonry Order an extra one, please. Masonry is unfair to women because we won't let women in. Just, just right. wear a hat that says, like, make After Lodge great again. Oh, yeah. My gynecologist is unfair to men because she won't let me in. I'm going to get a hat that says that, make After Lodge great again. <laughs> yeah. So much fun to be had. Yep. Although, uh, don't plan on traveling out of the country. Uh, I learned today that one of the uh, extreme vetting mechanisms that we're trying to get put in place is... People who look like terrorists, so in other words, Middle Easterners and Indians, um, can be compelled at the border to turn over their social media passwords. Seriously? Uh, if they want to be let in. Oh, yeah, I don't know if that's going to become a thing or not, but it's honestly proposed. The and only thing that's going to happen there is hackers are going to get a hold of that, and then we're, everybody's going to be getting friend requests. Oh, that's such a terrible Well, thing. see, I was just thinking, like, if you're Muhammad Joe or Joe Muhammad, or however that goes, over in Turkmenistan, and you're coming over here to blow up the chaplain's church because of those offensive YouTube videos. 
first thing you're going to do is log on to Facebook and Twitter and create some accounts. And you're going to like Donald Trump and follow him on Twitter and put some American flags everywhere. Join Tony's church group and donate a couple dollars. And then when you try to cross the border, you just turn over those account credentials. And then they let you right in. So really, Tony, this is, this is bad for you and your church. I didn't hear the bad part. I heard the give a couple of dollars. All he heard part. was the free money. <laughs> yeah, I heard the give a couple of dollars part. His church is not a physical church, so he doesn't have to worry. Oh, so Anonymous will take it out instead of uh, Joe Muhammad. Got it. Go. And all $12 of it. <laughs> have to blow up the internet, yeah. You remember the time I blew up the internet? I shut the internet down one time. Remember? That? I remember the time you couldn't log on to the internet. I yeah. shut it down. So, um, I've been doing some some trolling of Reddit this week, uh, and I wanted to to call out a couple of of things that that just made me say, "Huh." So, one of them is a post submitted about eight hours ago, actually. About a man who belongs to a lodge, and he bought a life membership. Oh, if only we sold those. And now he's moving somewhere else. And he wants to know if he should demit from his mother lodge or stay a member while he hunts for a new lodge, wherever it is he's going to. Why would you demit? You've got a lifetime membership. Why would you demit? So you basically just summarized all of the comments. (laughs) I was just like, why? (laughs) Why? Why? Keep it. Does does not compute. Well, and then he was asking if he should request a refund, and I did like a facepalm. Oh, dude, that would be horrible. You don't, you know. (laughs) Stay a member of your mother lodge. Even if you weren't a life member, like if you move somewhere, stay with your mother lodge. Like get a dual membership if that's available. Do something. I don't don't leave. Should life memberships be transferable? What if I bought a life membership and I'm old? That'd be stupid. So what I do is I buy a life membership and then I will it to grand chair setter there. And that way he's younger than me. And that way he can last longer. And can, can wonder if they should be transferable. No. So, uh, speaking as a secretary, no. My job is to so pluck the goose that is lodge members so as to get the most feathers with the least squawking and letting people inherit life memberships would uh, cut into my feather supply. Doesn't a life membership cut into your feather supply anyway? Eventually? Uh, eventually. It would in our case. Um, also, the guys on IRC are yelling at you, Tony. They, they heard about your transgressions with the ballot box. <clears throat> Who's hollering at? What channel are you on? The Freemasonry channel? Where am I? Same one you're on when you just said hi, Bluegrass. <laughs> Nobody said anything to me about, oh, there. We heard of your <laughs> transmissions. Who said that? Who is that? I don't know. I go the... after him and ruin his career. That's that's a good plan. That's how we deal with our enemies. I like yeah. it. Uh, right below the previous post was a question <laughs> of... Freemasonry and emotions. Um, asking if anyone else has noticed that they are more in touch with their feminine side, <clears throat> with their emotions, uh, after joining Freemasonry. I can't determine whether it's the lessons of the craft, the idea of brotherhood, my age, state in life, whatever. But I find myself getting emotional about some things, uh, yet less emotional about others. 
I get choked up at movies and things I read and even while listening to podcasts. Wink, wink. Just not ours. <clears throat> yeah, at the same time, however, I'm very slow to anger and stress. Has anyone else noticed this? Um, I have noticed exactly the opposite. Um, no, 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 no. You noticed the opposite once you got in the secretary's chair. Right. I was going to say, I think, I think the vast majority of that's from secretary position. Uh, uh, before that, and, and we feed from time. burning rage. Yeah. It's. Ooh. I notice when I'm typing on my keyboard that, like, my fingers. Look at this. That's wicked. <laughs> hey. Hey, uh, chair sitter. Um, and I love you. This is for yes, all of brother. You. Actually, and this is this is the honest to God truth. Can I can I talk about something that's actually from the heart? But sure. I don't know. When can I, you? Yes, I can. When I joined Masonry, I had set ideals on how some things were. I was set in my ways. I was very, you know, I was pretty rigid. After going through all the degrees, getting to know certain brothers, um, you guys are among them. Uh, and, uh, and other brothers, my beliefs, uh, things that I had thought a certain way about for most of my life did begin to change. And I started looking at things with more, a more open mind. I started, I started questioning what I had been told and doing research on myself or doing research and checking things out myself. It, it was almost like after you actually get in and start doing what they tell you to do, you know, study geometry, study uh, the, the the sciences and stuff that all of a sudden I'm like you know what what I've been told my whole life may not necessarily be true and it so it did open up a whole new area of study and discovery and stuff like that for me. Did as you, it have, did, have you all found that it, found that out? It, it did the same thing for me. I was uh, I was very much a uh, and I, I don't even I hate saying this I was I was very much a closed minded Christian. I uh, when I when I joined Freemasonry and mingled with members of other faiths, uh, it kind of opened my mind and made me more of a reasonable individual. Hmm. Nope. I'm pretty sure I just got angrier. <laughs> dude, when you joined, dude, when you joined, you went Jewish. So I don't know what you studied or where you went. Yeah, yeah. You went like, well, maybe, maybe that's the problem then. <laughs> No, I uh, it, it it was more politically than religiously for me, but yeah, same same idea. I've become less of a political absolutist because mm -hmm. life's complicated and people are messy and yeah, mm -hmm. mostly Tony. I, I actually started judging people less, trying you know. I I think it really. Um, um, anyway, I'm glad that I joined Masonry. I think it's been a positive change for me. Yeah, it has, it has for, uh, for all of us. Oh, I don't know why, what just made me think of this, but y'all saw on Slack, uh, where I was telling you about my daughter playing Lodge. Uh -uh. That was like the cutest thing ever. So yeah. she sits in her little rocking chair in the living room next to the table and she sits down and says, I'm playing Lodge. And then like grabs her little uh, otoscope she has because you know she's a big Doc McStuffins fan, and she starts using it like a gavel and banging on the table. 
And then when she's done banging, she says, okay, now I make everyone chili. And she gets up and goes and gets her like Halloween bucket and starts mixing stuff in there. Like, I play Lodge. <laughs> oh, dude. Okay, go. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, I, that, that was basically <laughs> it. I was just saying yeah, that's my daughter's impression of what masonry is. We sit in chairs, bang on things with gavels, and eat chili. We are so. Well, well speaking, speaking, speak, speaking of kids. So the other night, I go and I give my son a hug before uh, before I lay him down to bed. And I've got a shirt, and it's got the eye, the eye of Providence in the triangle. You know, the all seeing eye. And my, my boy's eight eight years old. So I'm giving him a hug, and he looks at my shirt, and he says, "He said, Dad, your shirt's got Illuminati on it." <laughs> oh yeah. Like he's eight. Oh, wow. Uh, have, have you seen the local conspiracy? Which one? If y'all get a chance, read the a bunch local, going on. Read the local small town paper. And there's a certain club that's shutting down or, or, or is in danger of shutting down. And one of the things that's blamed for it is so many other clubs. Like, you know, there's Masonic clubs you can do now, not just this club. And so they have more competition, and they may end up having to shut down after 70 years or something. Is the Rotary finally going away? Can I mention the name of the club, actually? I don't know. I mean, if, if it's the Rotary, then there's, there's a Rotary everywhere. No, it's actually one of the local Lions clubs. Really? Yeah. Well, that's no surprise. Yeah. and one of the They're going the way of the Young Fellows. You had to kind of read into it. It, it, it wasn't like he came out and said, them damn Masons. But he, you kind of read into it. He says, well, there's so much other stuff to do now. Like, you can go over to the Masons and stuff, you know, basically. That's in the paper. He's actually a Mason. Our, our initiation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and then so later on on Facebook, he said, let me post a clarification. I didn't mean to blame it on other Lions clubs, you know, because they used to be the only one. Now there's more or any other clubs. And so I'm thinking somebody might have gave him a little crap over it. So. Well, you know what's what's fun about that is uh, I'm not a member of the Lions Club, but I have heard that essentially you go to the meeting and they talk about business and fundraising for philanthropy and then some more philanthropy and then some more business and then some more philanthropy. And that's, that's basically all that happens there. I actually am a, a member of the Lions Club. Is that about how the meetings go? you built it up too much. Oh, well, see, <laughs> some people in our illustrious Grand Lodges uh, across the world, but especially in North America, think that that's the way to revitalize Freemasonry is to try to get more numbers in and focus more on business and philanthropy and more business and more philanthropy. Well, well one, of, one, of the, one of the things this local club did was they moved their meetings to lunchtime during the week, thinking it would draw in more people. I'm like, dude, you're okay. You're, yeah, you're going to draw in more geriatric, retired. Oh, you know, no, you're not going to. Why would you do that? Well, that that works for some things. Like if it's a professional association, that tends to work well. But I, yeah, I can't see that working with the Lions. All right. Wasn't the Lions Club started by Mason? Probably most of these things were. <laughs> Uh, I don't know if that's a function of there were just so many Masons about a hundred years ago, uh, or if if there's something about Masons that make them go start these organizations. But I wouldn't be surprised to learn that 
there was a Mason behind the Lions Club. I'm pretty and those sure Greek fraternities and the VFW and <laughs> everything else. Yeah, America. Well, well now America. nowadays though, people don't. I, I think people don't join clubs anymore. They don't. One of the reason numbers are down is because there are so many clubs. If somebody has something that happened or go to, goes to them, rather than joining like one of the other anti-drug organizations in town, they'll start their own. And so you have like 15, 20 anti-drug operations, 15 or 20 different homeless operations, 15 or 20. And so everybody just starts their own club. Yeah. You just described churches here in our town. I was going to say more, more churches than they, houses. They probably, you know, look at the ones that exist first or they go to one or whatever and they don't like it for one reason or another. And then they're like, I could do this, but in a better way. And then they go do it. Yeah. And it, and it sucks for different reasons. I don't know. Hmm. I just look around our town and like there's a church on every street corner in our tiny town that has like 10,000 people in it. I think there's 12,000 churches. Right. Uh, it's kind of crazy here. And now Tony's trying to start another one. The only reason he's wanting to do it online is because there are no church buildings left to lease because they're all taken. No, because you can do it online for a three ninety five. Three ninety five Go Daddy account, so and you can do your website. Actually, that's your domain name. Then you can do your website for another four dollars through Wix. Next thing you know, you're in business. Hey, did we get a promo code from them? Did we get a promo code? Sounds like you've been doing your research, Tony. I'm already open. For, where did where did look? Is he leaving early? Huh? Probably already gone. Huh? He's off. Sounds like he's at large. Huh? <laughs> hey, while he's gone, while he's gone and not listening, I think Josh is doing an excellent job. Oh, never mind. Oh, shut up. <laughs> what Nothing. I was, I, I, I was talking about that. It's excellent weather we're having. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's awesome. Got a little bit of sleet with a little bit of ice. For another few hours anyway until the snowstorm hits. Dude, there's a winter weather warning where I'm at. If I get trapped in this godforsaken town for another day, I'm going to be mad. How much snow are you getting there? No, no, no offense to the town that I'm in. You can say the town you're in. Because you've already said my name like 30 times on this show. The average age of a mason is like 84. They don't remember. They'd have to go back and look at look, look read, watch the show again. I feel like the average age of our listener is significantly younger than that. Yeah, like 12 to 14, uh, based on our Reddit <laughs> comments. I don't know. Okay, what are the average, what's the average age of the After Lodge crew that's on tonight? I skew the numbers way out of whack. So the average, you'd have to go well, you, with the median. You have to take out the outliers, which are you and Josh. I'd say it's like 40. So you average 40. me and Harlan. 40. It's like 31. How old are you, Josh? Seriously? Yeah. Going on 30. Really? Wow. Yep. About younger. In all honesty, Chaplin, I think you're doing a fantastic job. So. Yes, much better now that you started saying amen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I learned from it's the best. I was going to say, it's kind of funny. He only said that once, and I feel like he's never going to live that down. 
Oh, no. Not at all. There, there, there's going to be brothers coming in the lodge 30, 40 years from now, and I'm going to be like, back when I was master, my chaplain. Yeah. That's, that's, that's how that's going to go. <laughs> Don't you think that's how most Masonic stories get started, though, that somebody did something that, you know, fairly innocent, and over the years, it just gets bigger and bigger and bigger. And next thing you know, you guys are all going to be sitting around when you're 85, and you're going to say, you remember that time that everybody attacked Josh and Lodge and you know, mm. the big fight broke out, and mm-hmm. yeah, the building burned down. We had to rebuild it. They were protesting outside with penis hats on, and make <laughs> make lodge great again. And a bunch of them left and started their own lodge. That's how that history. If only go. if only you could find enough people to take part in a protest like that, the news cameras would show up. <laughs> like if you could make a lot of not my chaplain signs and wear stupid outfits and make it look like a Trump protest, but then when they get there, they realize it's not a Trump protest, and then we'd be on the evening news. Yeah, that's oh oh oh. Okay, I'm working this week with a very conservative person, very conservative, big Trumpster, and all that. He sells he's propane, like and propane like, accessories. Exactly. That's everybody I work with is very conservative. Um, but anyway, we're doing this new training program with, with direct vent heaters. And in order to do the training, we have to build this little display. It's a little uh, replica of like the, the side of a house. Anyway, I was able to talk to one of our vendors that sells these heaters, and they're going to supply these, side, the, these little displays. They're basically little walls. And so he looked at me and he says, dude, you were able to get them to build six walls for you, and you got them to pay for it. <laughs> so I beat him at his own game, buddy. Mm. Uh, so elsewhere on Reddit, somebody was asking if anyone's familiar with Martinism. I thought about uh, subjecting them to this particular podcast. Dude, he was uh, so funny. So funny. <clears throat> Yeah, what? Harlan, what do you know about that? Martinism? He was in National yeah. Security. That mo- that was awesome. That was a great movie. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so being a little unprepared to, to go into that on this show, it's hard to pin down because there's a lot of different things that claim to be Martinism. Right. But generally, it's that it's a lot of the same type of philosophy that we deal with in masonry about the nature of man and his relationship to his creator and you know that just with more christian overtones i was gonna say specifically christianity yeah it has a basis of christianity wasn't wasn't he he the guy that nailed the 20th or the 99th thesis or whatever to the church door no i believe that was uh i believe that was mrs king that did that no that was nailing jeff sessions letter to the congress door um uh, he yeah. was the one that started the protest Protestant movement, right? Martin Luther. Martin Luther. Right. You're thinking Martin Luther. So, but isn't Martinism a no. descendant of Martin mm-hmm. Luther? And no, no. no? French what is, okay. What is Martin Luther? I mean, what is Martinism? Oh, you guys are gonna. Uh, I better get a correct definition here, and then we'll go from there. Okay. Okay. What? What is? Martinism is a form of Christian mysticism and esoteric Christianity concerned with the fall of the first man, his state of material privation from his divine source, and the process of return called reintegration or illumination. Uh, For you brothers who are members of the Scottish Rite, 
particularly who paid attention to the 30th degree, that sounds very familiar, although not exactly like that. Um, yeah, so... Oh, real quick, would Albert Pike have, have had an understanding of Martinism? I think Martinism probably had an understanding of Albert Pike, but... Um, I don't know what the dates are on this stuff. That, that's why I said I'm not researched uh, for this. Late 1800s was Martinism. Uh, yeah. Look at Martinism. The guy, so, the guy that started Martinism was from like the 1700s. Uh, Albert right. Pike was probably like just about dead by the time Martinism got rolling. Yeah, that's kind of what it's looking like. Y'all are talking about Mar- Martinez de Pasquale, right? Yes. Okay, yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, I got I'm not too suckers. I'm not as as intimately familiar with it, other than uh, the idea that it, it shares a lot in common with Scottish Rite philosophy, but with deeper Christian overtones than the Scottish Rite has. Um, but then there's just like Rosicrucianism. There's there's like fifty different orders that call themselves. Rosicrucian or or Martinist or what have you, and they they cross all ends of the spectrum, so it's kind of hard to narrow down without doing some research. Um, what I was really looking to bring up, and I got the wrong thread. Uh, I was actually looking for the uh, using masonry for profit thread, which we've discussed on the show before about people using masonry for their own profit and benefits. Uh, namely, Josh, like, hey, use my lawn mowing service and yada, 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 because I'm a brother. But yeah. uh, Jason Mitchell, who we've had on the show, I believe, um, he, he went on this thing about, uh, let's let's see, where did it go? Right here. Basically, that he's not opposed to people providing services or material to the craft and receiving monetary compensation for it. Uh, even profiting from it. But since about 2008, he's seen a plethora of content creators selling and promoting their books, podcasts, sites and magazines, etc., filled with not very good opinions with the intent of creating a cult of celebrity around themselves and or their collaborators. Hmm. And maybe it's my guilty conscience. I was reading this and going, dude, dude, they we're talking about making money. We don't make money on this show. We just try to use it to increase our Masonic celebrity. Yeah, except, wait, the only money this show has ever made is negative hundreds and thousands of dollars. Yeah, we got a $100 donation once. We have never tried to profit um, in any way from this show. Is there a difference between making money and trying to be a celebrity? Because uh, when yes. You, when you join Masonry and you start traveling you start doing all the things and visiting other lodges and then you decide to try to go up the ranks and maybe eventually even be a member of the grand order isn't that like that's kind of a goal for some people is that wrong it's not my uh, goal, by the way. fortunately jason mitchell you, mitchell you mean, is that factually wrong or is it morally wrong uh, which 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 question are you asking I'm asking, is it is it morally wrong? Because is it wrong to try to be a Masonic celebrity if what you're doing is it, working? If that's, if that's what you're trying to do, yeah, it's wrong. But, I mean, if you're good at 
let's say you're a podcast host, if you're good at doing that and, and you become known because of that, then no, that's not wrong. That's just, I don't, I don't know. It's, so, um, fortunately, Jason Mitchell offered a litmus test. Um, point one, if someone is becoming a celebrity for their Masonic opinions, often cast as their Masonic ideas, and is charging money for uh, those opinions. Ding, ding, ding. Point one, that's, that's not us. And or, if someone uses their celebrity as a basis of authority and or authenticity. Uh, Definitely not, not us. No, it's I, not us. I mean, I do that. I, sometimes I go right under the Grand Lodge floor and be like, damn it, you have to listen to me because I'm after Lodge Harlan. Don't you know who I am? Yes. I'm kind of a big deal around here. We've got yeah. tens of listeners around you not, the world. You may not have heard on of me. a good me, day, on a good week. Well, Most hmm. Masons who care have heard of me. Uh, and or someone's opinions are not backed up by well-researched ideas. I mean, that, that's us, but... That's definitely us. Uh, so two out of the three, therefore, they are disingenuous in their masonry. So you heard it first. We are deplorables and disingenuous. But... I mean, the the big issue I have with that is we've never claimed to be, like, that's not this show. This show is the hanging out, talking about, you know, chit-chat and stuff. We we never claimed to be any kind of authority or even that our opinions were worthwhile. Nope. Uh, well, so Brother Skaz on the uh, IRC channel did remind us about that sweet, sweet Canada dry money. Yes. Uh, which is coming sense. any day now. I talked to Jack uh, a couple weeks ago, and he said the check's in the mail, so... Mm. As, as, as it has been for three years. Um, I mean, they've already paid paid Jack his fee, so I'm sure I'm sure ours is on the way. Okay, we have opinions. I've got opinions. They may not be well researched, but they're just as valid as anybody else's opinions. As long as you don't claim it to be a fact. No, I'm entitled to my own facts too. Damn it. No. Jeez. They're just alternative. I was gonna facts. say if they, if they don't jive with the rest of um, society, then they're alternative. Yes, this is my alternative right hand. <laughs> that looked like your right hand. I was gonna say, what? It wasn't that your actual right hand? Yes. <laughs> deeper <sighs> and deeper goes this rabbit hole. Wow. But that's just my opinion, Harlan, and it may be a bad opinion. I I, I don't know. So, uh, what else? What else do we got? We got coming up. That's that's of 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 note that we can actually talk about. Well, we're having this pretty huge event here in uh, like three weeks, March. three three and a half weeks. March. Yeah. Oh yes, the uh, the big uh, barbecue master mason degree. Except we have no barbecue. We have oh, pigeon. Man. Was it pigeon? Oh yeah. <laughs> so so red found a uh, found a bird flying around in the lodge room. And Going into the barbecue. We're having miniature chicken uh, for dinner at our next meeting. So, hmm. Would it be wrong to just have pork barbecue and tell and pulled pulled pork barbecue and tell everybody it's it's uh, venison? Well, yeah. I mean, we could. I mean, if you want to follow a cue from Jinx Bunny and just tell everybody it's kosher too. Um, so I've I've that's got a, that's a that's a throwback. Yeah, have, yeah, that's a way back. <laughs> I have some venison, oh. but if, and so if we if we cook some venison but stretch it 
with pork barbecue, then you're not lying. It is I mean, deer barbecue. Ta- Taco Bell does that. Yeah. It's deer flavored barbecue. <laughs> I'm just saying, like there is meat in their meat. There's that, they don't know. They're not lying. They call it a meat. It's just like eighty percent oatmeal. It's a meat like product. So so I uh we were meeting with with the uh, birthing ladies and whatnot Monday night because, you know, it's about that time and we're getting contact info and who's on call and all that stuff together. And they were taking down notes about different things. One of them, of course, is our religious preference. So the lady's asking me, how do you spell messianic? And me, I was talking to one of the other ladies, wasn't even thinking. So I started spelling it. And then I got to the end and I was like, whoa, 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 wait. What? Why, why do you need to know that? She's like, oh, I was putting down your religious preferences. <laughs> like writing messianic Judaism and I didn't flip out uh, I very calmly and but sternly said no 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 messy stop there's, it there's no messy here <laughs> that is that's not a thing <laughs> my wife's giggling at me because she knows that's my button uh, that is kind of funny. Wait a minute. I, don't, I don't really ridicule religions I mean even Scientology like I I don't really have a problem with them like if that Scientology works for you Go to Scientology, whatever. Go do you. Uh, but Messianic Judaism, quote and unquote, is has always been like my exception to that rule of live and let live. Like that is a religion that needs to be dismantled and taken apart at its core. So, aren't all Jews actually mess- Messianic Jews? I mean, because aren't you looking for a Messiah according so, to your scriptures? I wouldn't say all Jews, but yes, that's that's a thing. Uh, but Messianic. It is a it refers to Jesus. It refers to a particular project that the Baptist Convention put together I've got a couple decades ago now. And it's all a campaign of deception to get Jews to go to church because when they finally accept Jesus, then then the end times can come. Uh, it, it's like the whole thing is just a sham and it, it makes me so crazy. <laughs> I remember, I remember that, and I, and to be honest, I remember donating money to that. Tony, don't tell, don't tell me that, man. That's not cool. You can donate money to to evangelizing the Jews. Okay, that's great. Just not with this one institution. Like it's, it's so bad on so many levels. Well, that Maybe. way we could say he's a Jew, but he's one of the good ones because <laughs> you, you were messianic. You were, hey, hey, that's kind of like what we were uh, telling our telling everybody about our Prince Hall brother that came to our chili cookoff. <laughs> oh he's no, a black no, guy, no, but he's he's one of the good ones. No, no, no. Don't worry about him. <laughs> no need to call the cops, Pilks. No need. Okay. Oh, this one's geez. different. To be yeah. fair, some I of the older guys in our lodge might kind of need to be eased into it in that way. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Um, like I made the announcement about us going to visit that guy's Prince Hall Lodge. Um, and some of those guys are like, huh? Because uh, we live in a town that has like four black people in the whole county. So and even it ain't always easy. And yeah, that's not a. I don't know that that's as much exclusionary as it is. If you were a black man, you just wouldn't want to live there. Like, in fact, a lot of white men don't want to live there. <laughs> in that case, who's actually being discriminated against? Is it us because they don't want to live here? I mean, I don't really want to live amongst Jew people. So, about Jew folk? Nah. Oh, I I do. I'd love to live over there where that Jew church is. Jewish church is. That's a nice area. 
over by the little private air for air, yeah. airfield. Whatever. I would I would join that. I wouldn't be a Jew. I wouldn't join Judaism, but I would join that because they have a lot of activities. But you guys like charge a lot of money to be at church. They do. They've got like old man softball and yeah, um, yeah. No, it's it's a good time. Uh, badminton. There's a pretty pretty cool badminton team. Mm-hmm. I didn't. No, know I'm serious. You played badminton in the states, but yeah, it's there. They've got really good plays and and, and arts going on. They've got really good athletics. They've yeah. got exercise. They've got all kinds of stuff going on over there. But in what order to be a member there, you've got to yeah, you got to show them your tax records and everything else. Yeah, well, it's not a, it's not a church. It's it's a community center. So 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 it's got greater qualifications than being president. Tony is what you're saying. Yes, absolutely. Yes, uh, which is why Donald Trump is not a member of our Jew church. Yeah. You know what? We need to let leave him. He is doing a good job. Leave him alone. He's he's coming along fine. I didn't say he's he's doing a good job. Oh, that was the other rant I went on Saturday that you missed, and you probably should have been there for. Uh-huh. Uh, I was talking to Joey and and Jeff and company. And I went on this tirade about how all of you need to stop it because I am in current events has put me in a position that's incredibly uncomfortable. Okay. Uh, To it. I don't like Donald Trump. I don't like the man. I definitely don't like his policies or his ideas. Well, there went two thirds of our listeners. Yeah. Hold on. Hold on. I'm not done. I just, I just (laughs) don't like him. However, I can't not like him vocally. Because there is so much BS and nonsense floating around about the president that is just flat out untrue that I'm constantly <laughs> going into this awkward position of like defending the guy and trying to be the rational person when I don't want to do that because I, I, I don't like what he's doing. But when, when people go on these tirades about fascist dictators and unprecedented this and that and setting women's rights back by 300 years... And it just makes me crazy because none of that's true. Like, they're bad policies, but they're bad policies that have been done before. And, 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 and in four years, women are still going to be able to vote and deal with their health care and drive cars and own property. I don't, I don't understand, like, how over the top some of this stuff gets. So here I become people thinking I'm some kind of Trumpster when I'm just trying to, like, level the record. And I don't want to be there. Like, I want to be the guy that's calling out Donald Trump for this substantive stuff that he's actually doing that I disagree with, but I can't. And, and it makes me just very angry. See, I told you when I come to Lodge, I just get angry. So I was ranting at, like, several people in the dining room about all of you need to stop it. Everybody. Calm down. It's okay. It's not the end of the world. And to you folks, he's not the Messiah that's going to fix all of our country's problems. Everybody needs to chill. That's my public service announcement brought to you by After Lodge. I had that same conversation with the guy tonight uh, right after dinner. And I was like, you know what? I don't hate Donald Trump. There's some things he's doing that, hey, I think it's great. But I don't love Donald Trump either. What scares me is if you call out any of those policies, all of a sudden you're, you're a Trump hater. No, we don't need to have any president, you know, and and one particular thing that came up is when uh, Kellyanne, who I can't stand because she was such a big proponent and hated Trump, 
And then two weeks later, when she got on his staff and came on his campaign, now she's the biggest Trump supporter. And he says, well, that's just politics. That's that a, is. But but that's also what's wrong with our system. You can't just run somebody down because it's not your guy. And then what's wrong with the because system? he is your guy. You know, let's what's actually look at the what they do. That there's people that don't understand that that is politics. Like they see that and think that's for real. And then, and not part of some like dog and pony political chess game. And so, I, I don't. I mean, I know what what's kind of happened. It's it's the whole. Uh, it, it's the clicks, right? Everything mm-hmm. today is about the clicks, like the mouse clicks. News media needs to get the clicks and the views. That's how they make money. So Fox News and MSNBC and everybody else, they they have to make sensational headlines and go over the top with every little thing for the clicks. Because otherwise, they don't make money. And and over the span of a couple decades, that has just snowballed into this madness where there are actually poor college kids, and I say poor because I almost don't blame them, that like they honestly believe that this is the end of the republic, that, that like Donald Trump is just the end. Because that's, that's all, they've, all they've heard from what used to be authority figures talking heads on the TV, you know, Walter Cronkite's not a thing anymore. So then, then they're like legitimately afraid and they shouldn't be like, I am pissed off and mad about a lot of things happening, but I'm not like afraid that the Republic's just about to collapse. And then the other thing is, is in a country that is full of, of Holocaust survivors, we really have to stop with the, he's literally Hitler stuff like that, that, that has to end. Like, I've been seeing that all over Facebook. Donald Trump is literally Hitler. He's literally. not. He's not literally Hitler. The pe- would the better term be a Hitler esque character? No. A Hitler. I mean, if he character? is, then every American president since Franklin Roosevelt is also Hitler. He is yeah. metaphorically Hitler. <clears throat> Anytime I, mean, that- I saw that meme on Facebook, and I didn't have time. I wanted to doctor one up. It was a picture of of Hitler and Donald Trump, and then this list of things that Hitler did that Trump also did. You know, like uh, scapegoats Muslims and wants to block Muslims from the country and whatever. And then I, I started but didn't have time to finish. I took a picture of Franklin Roosevelt and stuck it up next to Hitler and had little captions like actually put people in concentration camps and, and, and just went down the list of, of national socialist construction projects. And and I was, I was going to post it with the caption of, can we be done with this already? But I didn't. I ran out of time, and then I didn't want to get engaged with it. So my, my big request is if, if all of you folks who are going a little over the top, uh, some of you in my own lodge, could just tone it down a little so I can get back to hating on Donald Trump, which is where I want to be. So stop pushing me into defending the guy. I, I really don't want to be that guy. Thank you. Yeah. This public should... service announcement has been brought yeah. to you by After Lodge. <clears throat> I think it goes back to where we started at with the sports culture to where our team's thugs weren't as bad or our team's uh, felons or whatever they did. That's okay because that's our team. Your team's bad, you know, and and then that kind of transfers over to politics now that our guys, they're doing the same, you know, Trump's doing the same thing Obama did back then. Liberals loved it because they were getting their way. Now they hate it because they're not getting their way. But it's hero worship, and I don't think whether it's police officers who I have great respect for 
whether it's soldiers who I have great respect for, the president or whoever, we shouldn't make heroes out of these people. We that they are they may be larger than life, but you know when they do bad things, we need to call them out. When they do good things, we need to praise them. That makes sense. It does. It does. So, um, I I feel that I need you back in the dining room at the lodge, Tony, so that like we can. Well, no, you're going to be one of those guys that pushes me into defending Donald Trump because that's what you do. Uh, <laughs> Dude, I'm like three months away from the dining room. Yeah. Every freaking weekend, week, everything I've got is booked. Yeah, that's the, the other thing is I am uh, currently attempting to entertain a, a different job within the, uh, the Illuminati that I work for, which would require me to... Almost travel as much as you do. Don't do um, it. Don't do it. You got young kids. Yeah. Don't do it. When you get up, it's, it's not. It's not quite as crazy as you. But there's a lot of time to be spent in San Francisco and New York City. And I don't know. I talked to the wife about my aspirations, and she's okay with it because you know money helps. Um, but uh, I don't know. I'm I'm toying with that one. I also look at how often you're gone, mostly because of how much you miss Lodge. And I was like, oh, I don't really want to do this. I, there's no way I would have did it if I was you or Josh. Had young kids at home and leave those kids during their formative years. I would not have. I would not be on the road like this. Yeah, you miss well, that. I mean, when I when I yeah. do travel for work, which doesn't happen as often, nearly as often as it does with Tony, um, I spend a lot of time. Uh, on the Google Hangouts, much like we're doing now uh, with my wife and kids. So, yeah, I, I Facebook Facetime my wife tonight so I can so we can so I can yeah. see. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, webcams saving long distance marriages since whenever they were invented. Uh Anyway, I guess we're. I guess that's it. I, I am flat out of show material, Worshipful. I we tried all week to put together uh, a guest host of some note for this week, yeah. and we got Josh. So, well, you know. <laughs> uh, I did hear that uh, that Josh has been talking to uh, Brother Bromley uh, about about making his way back here one day. So stay on the lookout for that. That is correct. We're going to get a host on you. Email him, Bruce? Also, I have got no response from uh, from the ambassador's office. So uh, the next time I'm going to take the turban off in my profile picture and try to send it again. I mean, you know, when and if we can get him on, um, we will be in contact with Apathy very soon. So hopefully that will be happening. Yep. Um, and Nick guys in the wings. Nick has more locally famous people coming for you. And uh, I'm eventually going to talk our, our new Prince Hall pal uh, into coming on and educating us a little on yes. Prince Hall masonry. We definitely so, need that. Uh, expect if you've been disappointed with the lack of truly educational content uh, to continue to be disappointed, but yes. also we're doing other things. 
<clears throat> uh, we're going to try to do a little bit more of that here and there. Um, I don't know. We're, we're still trying to strike the balance between between the types of shows, which is really how things go after Lodge with us. Some exactly. nights it's actually deep and informative and worthwhile. And other times it's us giggling like schoolgirls and whoopee cushions and all of that fun stuff. So And Tony. Well, when I said schoolgirls, whoopee cushions, I mean, I was... Everybody I was else just here, clarifying for the people who okay. you know haven't been listening that long. We we do have a lot of new loot new uh, listeners. Who? We 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 do have a lot. Really? I think there were like three new listeners in the past six months. That that is a lot for us. Um, didn't yeah, the show is the show is exploding. We our our audience has tripled. Uh, we have gone from three to nine. Yes. Yep. Um. Yeah. Although that's nine downloads, and I feel like some of you download this twice. So, hey, although gonna... Marlon, I, I wish you could find a, a better way to market that new celebrity, so we could, um, you know, maybe get Jason Mitchell back on here and have him yell at us about all the I'm... ways we're profiting from this show. <clears throat> oh yes. Well, I don't think he was specifically targeting at us. I just think I have a guilty conscience. Uh, or no, I don't either. I... But. I like playing. If it you up. want to be honest, it's it's probably because I have an ego that's too large, and I just assume that everyone's talking about me all the time. Always. Yep. Yeah. That happens. I, well, what I want to do is because I, I travel all over the place. Next week I'm going to be in Memphis, Tennessee. So why don't if there's any listeners in Memphis, Tennessee, let's find a lodge I can go to, and then after lodge or at some point on an off day, I'll grab that listener. Bring them back to my hotel. That sounds bad. Bring them back to my hotel. <laughs> Especially room. you're going to Tennessee. <laughs> Bring them back to the hotel room. We we will meet at a neutral location, and, and and actually get them on the show. Just random listeners from across the United States. Yeah, perhaps you could meet them in the bathroom stall at the airport where you took oh, us no. when we first started doing the video show. Um. <laughs> that sounded bad. We could go uh, I was going to say, like, Tony, I, I know you're being genuine right now, but, I, like, that doesn't even sound appealing to me. <laughs> and I know you personally. Okay, we'll meet at the we'll, – well, we can't do it from the Waffle House. We've got to be in a private location, but we'll find – we'll, we'll go to the bus station or somewhere. Yeah. Uh, I know how to say yeah. Tony's going to end up in Mason Jail in the Grand Lodge of Tennessee. <laughs> <laughs> and they're going to they're gonna be calling we'll our Grand yeah. Lodge – asking uh, for extradition and whatnot so they can expel him. We think he's a homosex. Get him! But that'd be cool. If there's anybody from Memphis, Tennessee, I'm lonely. Reach out. Uh, get on. Get with... I'm a, I don't idle all the time on on the thing, on IRC. Um, and so, yeah, let's get together and get you on the show. What, what you do is you wait until Tony goes into a public stall. You get in the one next to him. You untie your shoe, and you slide that shoe under the stall. That's the signal for Tony that, you know, you, you want to meet up with him, and then he'll, he'll take it from there. Is that really some type of signal? I, I just made it up. Maybe it is. I don't okay. know. Okay, because that's probably going to be a real signal. I'm going to untie my shoe, slide it under the stall, <laughs> and the next thing I know, I'm fighting off somebody. It's, or, I'm in, or I'm in jail somewhere. Probably both. <laughs> All right, Harlan, will you quit playing Candy Crush? And um... uh, this is this is not Candy Candy Crush, sir. This is uh, well, it's best if you don't know what this is. <clears throat> Hello Kitty Island Adventure. So, um, <laughs> I guess we're gonna we're gonna end the show. 
please. Okay. Uh, I suppose we're done. Uh, now the worshipful has dropped the gavel. And I didn't hear a gavel. With episode 150, there we go, 157 of the After Lodge podcast, I brought to you from our cozy respective man caves, dwellings, and living rooms, and Tony's cheap pay-by-the-hour motel in Nowheresville, Pennsylvania. You can find the the show notes for this or any previously published episode at www.afterlodge.com. You can find us on Facebook or Twitter at After Lodge. Shoot us an email at afterlodge at gmail.com. Hang out with us on IRC. That's where I was going. Uh, to catch the live stream at irc.spoonet.org. He didn't say, he said pound sign, right? Earlier in the show, Tony. So I'm going to say hashtag Freemasonry. Uh, and of course, the best place to find us, as always, is on the Freemasonry and After Lodge subreddits. Get on Reddit, spread some brotherly love and knowledge and chicanery and, well, whatever you feel like. But don't do the shoe thing. Yeah, don't don't do the shoe thing. They're Tennessee Masons. And try not to offend them. So until next week, brothers. Uh, we will see you on the other side. Later. Have a good week. Later. You do what they told ya. Now 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 you do what they told ya. Don't you die? I'm just a fight. Some of those that work forces are the same that brought crosses. Some of those that work forces are the same that brought crosses. Some of those that work forces are the same that brought crosses. You do what they told you. Now 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 you do what they told you. Bad.
what you tell me. Fuck you, I won't do what you tell me. Fuck you, I won't do what you tell me. Fuck you, I won't do what you tell me. Fuck you, I won't do what you tell me. Fuck you, I won't do what you tell me. Fuck you, I won't do what you tell me. Fuck you, I won't do what you tell me. 